Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Here it is, folks. The much more brief and final pre-recorded episode for Dan's Out of Town Week on Fantasy NBA Today. This is a Sports Ethos presentation. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, everybody, spending your off-season with us, and certainly this week where I am talking about things multiple days in advance and counting on the relative quiet of the NBA news cycle that nothing too big is going to happen and uh, then we'll be doing a show super late about it. So, Dame, I'm going to need you not to get traded this week. If we make it this far, boy, this is going to sound dumb if it happened on like a Monday. Dan on a Thursday episode is like, Dame, please don't get traded. It's probably not happening this week, so I, I think I'm going to be able to get away with it, but uh, but we'll see. Uh, a couple of really cool things. Number one, uh, Jim Rose, one of our new contributors over at Sports Ethos, has put together a uh, injury-prone primer, basically a way to track who and who is not actually injury-prone. Is Bradley Beal more of an injury risk than Kristaps Porzingis? Dive in and find out. That's at sportsethos.com and ethosfantasybk on Twitter. I am at Dan Vespers on Twitter and threads, and I hope to talk to you guys there when I return from vacation. Today's a quick one because I really just wanted to talk about sort of an, an overarching thought that I was having about the fantasy industry as a whole. And more importantly, how people consume fantasy content. I'm going to talk slower, slower on this episode than I do in general, because I want to make sure that I choose my words extraordinarily carefully. I don't want to get in trouble, and I don't want to stir the pot. I don't want to make waves. You guys know that's not really my jam. And I don't plan on starting that now. But it was when I was recording either either yesterday's show or the one before. All I know is that I've, I've done them over the span of a handful of hours over the weekend before I've gone out of town. So they're all pretty fresh in my brain. And as I was just sort of ranting and raving on God knows what, I mentioned that uh, I think it was when we were talking about uh, Tyrese Halliburton going a little bit too early last year. And I said, fantasy sports is a little bit of a copycat industry. And I said it in passing, and then as I was saying it, I was like, man, I want to talk more about that, but when am I going to get to do it? And how can I make sure that I do it in a way that doesn't make anybody feel singled out? I will say that from my own experience, it's been somewhat eye-opening in that I I got into fantasy sports as an analyst about six and a half years ago or so. It's been time flies, man, time flies, which ultimately is already kind of late in the game. You know, Roto World basketball has been very popular for two decades now and has existed for longer than that. And Basketball Monster has been around for a while now. And Roto Wire has been around for a while. And obviously CBS and Yahoo and ESPN, they have their fantasy divisions as well. But pretty close to the time that I got in, some folks a little bit before, some just slightly after, the number of independent analysts has really skyrocketed. 
in the last few years. And that carries with it both positives and negatives. The positives for, and this is for the readers, I'm going to talk about this from the, from the standpoint of those that are consuming fantasy content. One of the big positives of having that many independent analysts floating around out there, when I say independent, I'm talking about you know small outfits. Sports Ethos is technically still probably a small outfit, but you know, there are enough of us here that I don't think we're like small, small anymore. Probably call us a medium fish. We ain't in with the big dogs, but we're, we're trying our best. We're a medium fish. But there's a lot of like smaller joints that have one, two, three analysts or just one, one person with their own site kind of deal. And so when I say independent, that's kind of what I'm referring to. Not meant as a slight in any way, just, you know, if, you're, if you don't have like an operation, you're more of an independent entity, right? You've got a name, sure. So from the consumer standpoint, this can be a really good thing because that means there's a, a lot of content out there, a ton. But it can also be a bad thing because for the consumer now, they're, they're presented with an infinite number of options. And it's hard for them to figure out who that person is to trust or what collection of people. I would say in terms of a guideline, there's no perfect way to skin a cat, but track record should be a really big part of the puzzle. How someone comports themselves in the public sphere should be part of the equation. Track record's probably the biggest deal. And then finding someone that you kind of align with in terms of how you want to play fantasy sports. I presume that most of you that are listening to this podcast on a daily basis or a semi-regular basis agree with my attack methods, which is generally, let's simplify fantasy sports. Let's make this super fun but let's all get the best bang for our buck in terms of how, can, how well can we win with the fewest amount of minutes spent doing it. I know, for a lot of folks, if you have a hobby, you want to spend all of your time doing it. But my thought is, we're all really busy people. We still want to club our opponents in fantasy, but we're going to chase some kids around, we're going to play golf, whatever, we got work, whatever it is, there's other stuff going on in our lives. So I often operate under that assessment, which is folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations.
let's make this game fun and simple as best we can. It can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. So what I would say as kind of my thesis statement on this topic is find someone you trust and stick with them as long as it seems like they've got their heart in the right place. I can't really tell you how to figure out if someone has their heart in the right place. Seeing that, like, there's all things you can look at. Is somebody, like, are they doing what they're doing for your benefit or their own? Maybe that's a better way to put it. And it's hard. It's hard to know. I probably don't know. Some folks might say those things about me because I do a lot of stuff on social media during the season. And obviously, I have an innate desire to grow the presence of myself and sports ethos. But I hope that everything that I'm doing is beneficial to the readers. So there's all these little ways that you can try to find the person that you trust, the person that's trustworthy. But I would recommend sort of rolling deep with someone and really pare it down. I think in this era where there are 900 different things you can read from 450 different sources, it can be really confusing to try to aggregate all of that in your brain. And again, I I, want to be very careful with my word choice here, but I see analysis out there that is trash. Spoken loudly. And you just, you gotta be so careful. So my hope is that, and I don't, I, I don't want to make this podcast about me at all. That was never the intent from the outset. I'm not coming on here and being like, don't listen to anybody, listen to me. I'm just saying, first of all, if you choose me, I will be flattered, I will be honored, and I will continue to try to do an episode of this show every weekday until the end of time. I do not take that for granted. My voice is weary doing four episodes of a show in a row that I'm airing one a day for the rest of this week. I am... I am going to be coughing dust for the next two days from all this talking. Uh, Yes, obviously, if you choose me, I'll be flattered. But what I'm saying is, find the person you trust. Find the person who wins and speaks your language and let them be your guide. And the way you find them is ultimately up to you but I do hope that a few of the thoughts that I just presented help you in that quest. Let it be someone who you believe is working for your benefit more than their own. Because everything that all of us... If anyone in fantasy tells you that they are exclusively doing their work for you, they're a liar. I don't know that anybody has, but if they do exist, there. I just officially called that person out. (laughs) Because that's crap. Everything that we all do, when I do a daily thread on Twitter, obviously I'm doing it to get you information, but I'm also hoping that somebody sees it and becomes a follower. Duh. 
Why do you think everybody started doing threads when they saw my tweet storm so successful? Now I'm calling out everybody. Y'all started doing this crap because I started doing this crap. I know I was first on that. But find someone you believe is doing it for the right ratios. More for you than for them. And we also, all of us in the fantasy community, but I can certainly speak for those of us at Sports Ethos, we know that the dollar is extremely important. So if you're going to spend it on something, make sure that it's someone that you support in the way that they do everything. The way they run their business, the way they present information. Something you want to see survive. The fantasy industry as a whole, if you want to see it survive. Boy, there's a lot of meat on that bone. We're not going to go down that path on today's show. I just, as I was, as I, it's such a goofy little topic to do. And I, I, I desperately hope that this doesn't get me in hot water because I'm not speaking of or to anyone in particular. Unless you've copied something I've done and not given me credit for it, then I am talking to you in particular. But otherwise, I'm not talking to anyone in particular. I'm speaking to my listeners to those of you that have been with me for this long haul, and, and many of you have been with Sports Ethos for a long time, or, or Reddit, or use the blurb feed, or whatever. You don't need to take the information from all 450 different sources. And I personally believe, I personally don't look at anything besides Sports Ethos. I don't. I don't read other people's lists. I don't read other people's articles. I don't look at other people's sleepers. Because it only serves to screw up what's going on in my brain. Every year I talk about somebody talking me into something. Honest to goodness, sometimes I don't even look at the other stuff at Sports Ethos. And I love these guys. As I said earlier, I mean, like, obviously Brew, who founded the site, but like, Panda, the smartest dude you've never heard of. Should have heard of him by now. This place is, is just loaded with brilliance. And I can't look at their work because it messes up my brain. So I would say keep all those cooks out of your kitchen. Find the people that speak to you and stick with it. And let's try to make sure that this fantasy NBA industry doesn't die off. Because with all of the old guard getting run out of Roto World and a bunch of websites just shutting down whole divisions and... Like, hell, even the New York Times practically, like, they closed a bunch of their sports decks, and the Athletic wiped out a number of their local coverages. It is a dangerous time to work in sports. And maybe the most dangerous thing happening is that everyone is trying to do their own thing. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to sort through right now, so... Um, interesting stuff. I hope that that was able to shine even a tiniest bit of, of light on, uh, a a weird universe that we're all a part of here. And if you have any questions on this stuff, feel free to hit me up because this is, this is hard. Like, I'm sure a lot of you are struggling with trying to figure out who do I follow? When do I follow them? What do I do with their information? Um, I can't answer all of those questions for you other than again, to say, find the match, find the thing that matches you. And, uh, you know, ultimately I hope it's us. But let's all make each other better. Let's all be creative and original and unique. And let's go win some fantasy sports. And now, wish me luck on my drive home. Because we'll be back tomorrow with a real day of show for the first time in a long time. I am Dan Baspers with your short Thursday edition. Your deep thoughts 
on NBA fantasy industry stuff with Dan Vespers here on the uh, weird Thursday in August. Again, I must say for like the sixth time, someone's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, Dan's bad-mouthing you. Seriously, this is just about the whole universe that we all exist in right now. Let's make it a good one. We'll see you guys tomorrow. So long. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.